1: Hello there, welcome to the Tag Republic Podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode.
0: Welcome to the Tag Republic Podcast.
1: For all of you that are watching the replay or are listening to this podcast, welcome. I am Karolina Guzik, the founder of The Talk Republic, and today we have an amazing guest with us. Her name is Sayen Chong. I can't even say your other last name. (laughs) Sorry. We have been friends for years. She's my accountability partner. We did a class together. So uh, I love you. So I'm so glad that you are here talking about... um, Branding and how to attract your ideal client, and we have a couple of people live. So if you can see us and you can hear us, please give us a shout out in the comments. Share with your friends, tag your friends. I think this is an information that it's going to be useful for everybody. And before we start, I just want to give a shout out to the photographers that have joined me on Patreon, where I am creating branding, marketing, blogging business tutorials i post bi-weekly and you can join for only ten dollars a month you can find us on patreon.com slash the (laughs) talk republic all right so emily is here she says hi i hope you can hear us emily if you if anybody's here say hi i want to make sure that you guys can hear us and see us okay all right so while we wait for
0: people to join how are you today i am very good running around uh, you know technical difficulties but i'm doing good ah uh, well you look amazing so oh,
1: there is that nice. <laughs> <laughs> remember to move your uh ah, your hair, hair from the microphone all right so katie is giving us a thumbs up so i think we're good so say i give a brief introduce introduction about who you are what about you give us
0: a little bit more detail about who you are and what you do Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Carolina. I'm really (laughs) excited to be here with you. As you said, we've been friends for a long time, so it's just really an honor to um, be on the Tog Republic after many times of talking about it. Um, And a little bit about me. I am a marketing and branding strategist and a website designer. My background is in marketing. Um, I worked corporate for about eight years, and I got to do it both in-house, running marketing departments, as well as on the agency side where I got to work on the account um, side. So I really have a lot of experience knowing and talking about um, building a brand and marketing it out to the masses for both B2B, which is business to business and B2C business to consumer. So um, I've, I've managed a lot of different, you know, marketing projects and initiatives. So that's a little bit more of the professional side about me. Um, personally, I met my husband first day of college. <laughs> We've oh. been together um, oh my gosh how long we've we been together 12 years I think 12 years <laughs> and um, we just moved back up to Jacksonville and are renovating our little bungalow so
1: side note uh, Cyan and Cyan's husband they think that relaxing <laughs> means redoing a house I always make you know like I poke them for this like I make comments about it existing it's hilarious but they have like a little HGTV channel you guys should go and watch because the renovations are beautiful and I think it's crazy that this is what they think it's a hobby.
0: (laughs) I I think you know our families and our friends have really thought that we've lost it especially when we bought this house it has one bathroom one bathroom so we are renovating it to make sure that we can make it more livable with you know an extra bathroom. (laughs) This is so funny because you said one bathroom as if you had five children it's only you and your husband (laughs) why do you need another bathroom for? (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, right? Like, it's it's just my husband and I, but yeah, one bathroom can be a little tight, especially when we have guests over. So um, we were the crazy ones to pick up this little bungalow, and uh, we saw the vision for turning it into something that is much more livable.
1: Awesome. So, Zian, so we're going to talk today about branding, and that is a huge topic. It is a whole universe. So let's start by defining what branding is.
0: Sure. Um, And I think that's a really good thing to start with because branding um, is kind of a catch-all phrase. I think people throw it around as kind of a buzzword um, without really understanding and identifying what they're trying to achieve. So there are really three different categories when it comes to building your brand. And I'm going to go over the three of them just so that way we're kind of all on the same page as to what's what. So The actual brand, a brand, when you hear that, brand versus branding, um, a brand is the relationship that someone has between being the customer and your business. Um, It's the emotions that come to mind when they think about your brand, and it's that um, kind of gut feeling that they have. So if the first initial reaction is a good one, that's kind of your brand um, in a nutshell. So it's basically your reputation. So that's a brand. Um, brand identity, which is where a lot of people kind of think that the brand starts and stops. It's the visual elements. It's the tangible items that they can see of your brand. So that's the logo, the fonts, the colors, the visual aspects um, of your brand element. But that's really just your brand identity. And a lot of people just think that they're going to start right here at the brand identity and end right there as well. Um, and they don't really have any thoughts about the emotions that they want people to have when interacting and experiencing their brand and then branding is actually the process of building awareness so that's you showing up in a podcast you showing up um, on social media and kind of raising your hand and saying this is what I do and this is who I am and these are my core values so branding is that whole oops sorry guys <laughs> <I'm> Hearing that, <laughs> it's a little shaking and I, I yeah. talk a lot with my hands so I will try to tone it down a little bit no your hands are good I just don't want okay. the hair to rub on your microphone okay cool um, probably not the best sweatshirt then to wear. No, you're good. So, okay. I'm sorry. Technical no, that's good? okay. <laughs> um, okay, so branding is that process of getting your name out there and building that awareness. So that can be um, looked at as, you know, editorial and content calendar. It could be actual advertising for photographers. If you guys advertise in any publications, that's part of the branding process. Um, but building your brand is the first step Excuse me, talking with my hands again, um, is the first step because you have to identify who you're talking to, why you're talking to to them, and the emotions that you want to convey to create that experience. The brand identity is how we bring it to life in the visual components and all the tangible items that we can kind of see, touch, taste, smell, all of those things. Um, And then branding is that process of getting it out there. So I already could see
1: why people get so overwhelmed with this branding situation. It has a lot of layers. It's not something that is going to happen overnight. And it's something that you need to be both kind of aware and also, in my opinion, I think that also you go a little bit with the flow and see where things go and where things are working for you and, you know, how things happen. I have been in business for 10 years. Clearly, when I started, my brand was a little bit different as what it is today. And I have been picking out you know, picking out, is that, I don't even know if that's right English. Like I've been choosing things to add into my brand as I go along the way. Mm -hmm. So let's, you know, try to keep this simple, but what are some things that we can start doing right now to build our brand for photographers that are just starting out or people that they feel like they, they can connect with people. So let's, you know, kind of try to like regroup
0: and see what we can do to fix that. Absolutely. So I love one of the things that you said, um, just we kind of evolve, our brands do have a tendency to evolve, they're rooted in the foundation of who we are, the core values and principles typically don't change for a business over time. But those brand elements and that target audience and who we're talking to and the way that we talk to them certainly evolve over time, because as new platforms arise, um, we just kind of shift and pivot. So it is totally okay for your brand to evolve over time. um, And I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, some of the ways that you can get started with either evaluating or getting started, depending on where you're at in your journey, um, would be identifying those brand emotions that you want people to feel when they're working with you and go ahead and write it out. Like these are, these are the emotions. These are the key words that I want my brand to evoke. When someone talks about my brand,
1: let's make, um, uh, like a stop here and do okay. like an actual Exercise of this, like because this, like I'm sure people feel like this is very vague. So let's Mm -hmm. try to narrow it down. Like, I don't know. You want to use my brand?
0: You want to use an imaginary brand? What do you want to do? Yeah, we can use your your brand as an example. So obviously, I'm very intimate with your brand um, because we do meet every week and I get to hear the inside out um, aspect of your brand. But I also get to consume it. You know, being someone who interacts and engages with you on social media, and um, I've actually been you know photographed by you before. So I actually have a pretty good um, and well-rounded idea of who your brand is, and from my perspective, you know, I, I know your catchphrase. It's um, a contemporary photographer for awesome people, and <laughs> I love that because what Carolina is doing in her brand message is she is clearly identifying who she is and who she's talking to. You're a contemporary photographer. You're talking to awesome people. That is so perfect and concise because. As someone coming into her brand who may not know anything about her, within two seconds, they know immediately who she is and who she's talking to. So if I'm not an awesome person and I'm not looking for a contemporary photographer to take awesome, wonderful pictures of me, then I know that I'm not in the right place. But if I am that person and I'm like, oh, yes, I love her vibe, I love her energy, and I love the product that she's producing, which is awesome photography, then I'm like, oh, I want to stay a little bit longer and I want to continue um, learning more about you. So awesome. I think that your brand, um, you've done a good job of identifying those keywords, um, being fun, vibrant, bright, um, contemporary, clean, energetic. like those are the words that come to mind when I think about your brand. And those
1: things, I mean, that's exactly right. Those things came out of actually my personality. Like I didn't have to struggle so much. Like when I see photographers that are very romantic and pastel colors, I love, you know, that they are like that. But I couldn't represent that for my brand because that's not who I am, like in my day-to-day life. Like I am not soft and, you know, romantic, things like that. That's not who I am. So I think it's important when you're starting to define your brand start to think about who you are as a person what are your you know like your goals in life what are your world views mm-hmm. and that's going to help you define
0: correct what your brand is so i think that's actually where a lot of people get hung up too they either try to be something that they're not when when it's a personal brand mm-hmm. or they focus a little bit too much on themselves and don't ever put consideration into who they're talking to hmm. so thinking about this as like a, I think it's called a Venn diagram where it's the two circles that overlap, Uh Um, (laughs) kind of throwing it back here. Um, But those two circles, we really need to focus on both of them and we need to focus on the piece that overlaps. So when we think about our brand emotions and the keywords that we use to describe our brand, that should be a lot of who we are. If it is a personal brand, if you're a photographer and you're building a photography business with really you at the center of it, um, you know, think about the the attributes of your personality that really shine through that you want to be in your brand. But then you also really need to think about who your ideal target audience is, who you're talking to, what are the wants, needs, and desires of that audience. Um, And then the two areas that overlap in that Venn diagram is really your sweet spot. um,
1: Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think a lot of people also struggle to finding out who they're talking to yes, or who their ideal client is. I know this is a whole process and this takes, you know, this is not something that happened in an hour. This yeah. is something that you really need to give some thought to it. And again, as you said, this will evolve with time. Mm-hmm. But for people that are struggling right now, what's an exercise or something that they can do to like
0: figure this out? Sure. So... Hopefully, at some point, like depending on where you're at in your journey, you've worked with a handful of people. Maybe you don't have, you know, five years worth of clients to look back at. Um, but I'm entering into my second year. I had, you know, a good amount of people that I could um, evaluate last year, and I went through my client list and I identified what I liked, what I didn't like about the projects that I delivered, about the work that I created for each one of them, um, how they interacted with me as a client, and just really evaluated that so that way I can say, hey, you know what? My Emily's are, are my ideal client, right? Like, And I actually had a legitimate client. I had about five of them that made up my ideal clients. And I said, all right, this is who I'm talking to. And now when I write email content, when I write social media content, I use that person's name every time I go to draft it because I just act like I'm talking to her. And you hear that a lot where you should create your um, ideal client avatar, but the problem is, is sometimes that they'll create the avatar without an actual person behind it. They'll they'll put it together of who they think that ideal client is without actually or ever having the conversation of what are your needs? What are your fears? What's keeping you up at night? Um what are you afraid of? So like as a wedding photographer this is me projecting, but I would want you to va- you know validate it. Um some of the fears that your potential bride might have is that You may not have enough photographers to capture all the wedding day details, that the timeline might be too tight and she's not sure if um, it's accurate, but she doesn't know whether or not you can assist with that. So until you know what their fears are and what, you know, things that they have going on in their mind, you can't craft your messaging to answer those questions ahead of time because you don't want them to have to pull back the layers and be like, hey, do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? You want to be able to step up and say, hey, I do this. I offer timelines. I offer the support and guidance that you need. So that way you're eliminating those fears right out the gate. So So even before they know
1: the fears, you're going to be like you are assisting them. I think that some of the problems that I see with photographers creating an ideal avatar is like they go very superficial, They're like, oh, my ideal client is 25 years old. She weighs 140 pounds. She runs every morning and she lives in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And although that is great, I think that you really need to go deeper. And as you said, what are her needs? What are her wants? What are her, you know, worldviews? All those things are really, really important other than just kind of like the superficial. Superficial.
0: Absolutely. The demographical stuff is really important because that's the first layer. But like I said, we want to get down to the wants, needs, desires, and fears of your ideal client, whether they're a business owner or a consumer, there are different layers and things that we want to be asking. So in like my, um, onboarding questionnaire to my clients, we go through all that. Where does your ideal client spend their time both in real life and online? Are they hanging out on Instagram or are they on Facebook? Are they utilizing Pinterest or are they Googling things? Um, because that's also really important too. I know you and I have talked about that with our businesses, but it makes sense from, okay, am I going to advertise on this channel? Am I going to spend my time putting out content on specific channels? Or am I going to try to be on all of them because that's where I think my client hangs out? Now, mind you, a lot of this is trial and error. You will, you know, if you're just starting out, you are going to need to see where they are hanging out and you're going to have to test it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat, or you know whatever you think is appropriate for your audience. And then when you start to see where they're really hanging out, that's where you continue to go and you kind of shed the other ones.
1: Definitely good. What are some myths? Myth, I can't even say that word. Jesus. What <laughs> is a myth about
0: branding that you see people doing so often? Not knowing who their ideal client is and then mm. trying to just build it on, um, the, the visual aspects. So they don't realize the difference between brand brand identity and branding. And they think that building their brand is just as visual pieces. And then they go and build those visual pieces based on what they want, but don't ever consider what their ideal client wants.
1: Hmm. Good.
0: <laughs> that was good. <laughs>
1: Guys, and if you are watching live and you have any questions, please, you know, uh, write them on the comments and we'll get to those as we go. Uh, So that was good. So let's let's do a little recap here really fast. Brand, brand identity
0: and branding. What is it? Again, just brand is the gut feeling and the reputation that your brand has. So basically what someone says about you when you're not in the room. Um, your brand identity are the visual components, the actual things that people can see, the tangible aspect of your brand, like your website, your logo, visual aspects. And then branding is the process in which you get your name out there, how you generate awareness for your brand. Mm, good. All right, people, take notes.
1: Uh, okay, let's talk about, again, because branding is huge and sometimes is intangible, but how could we measure if our brand and if our message is actually being uh, effective. Oh, Remember,
0: move one. your hair. Move your oh. hair. <laughs> Sorry, that is so the side that my hair stays on. A piece of the cover. Okay. Anyway. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one is a really great question and a hard one to answer. Because even in my corporate years, um, a lot of people want to focus on where's the ROI? Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing, it's like, Hey, if we're not seeing a return on investment, I don't want to keep spending dollars there. But obviously there's a really big piece of building brand awareness before we ever get someone further down that funnel, um, to be able to convert. So that has always been a very difficult and hard piece to measure and evaluate and, you know, see actual tangible results. But what I will tell you, um, Once you get past the fact that there is going to be a time commitment in generating brand awareness, because I'm going to leave you with a little fun fact, it takes between six to 11 touch points with a brand before someone converts. That's a lot of touch points. But the good news is, is through social media and showing up on Instagram stories or posting on a regular basis or leveraging whatever other platform is appropriate for you and your audience, um that all helps create that brand awareness. And that helps go towards those seven to 11, however many touch points. There's been varying studies, but basically it, right in that you know, sweet spot of 10 plus touch points. Um, so a couple ways to evaluate your branding and see if it's working is ask people what they think about your brand. What are those keywords that they're using? Are they using keywords that resonate with what you've written down? Um, or is there a a gap there? Is something off? So for you, Carolina, you and I have never actually talked about the keywords that you use to build your brand, but I went through and shared what my feeling of them (laughs) is. And I'm going to assume that I'm accurate. You were accurate.
1: (laughs) You were accurate, yeah. I think another point maybe to differentiate, uh, just to add, if your brand is not being effective, is if you are getting clients all over the map. You're like these people have nothing in common. I don't know like
0: what's happening in here. One day I get this, the next day I get that. Yes. Like, what is going on? So that was gonna be my my second piece. Okay. So first is to kind of you know do a gut check and see how people talk about your brand and see if that aligns with what you want to be putting out there, if it, it's matching with what you're hoping for. And then the second piece is are you attracting your ideal client? If your ideal client is not continuously walking through the door then there's probably a discrepancy in what you're putting out there and who's walking in. Um, and that could be because you're not thinking about that ideal client as you put your content out there. Um, so sometimes it's just a shift of doing the legwork work to identify who you're talking to and making sure that you're on the right platforms to reach them. Um, but sometimes it could be more of the foundational aspect of not knowing those brand emotions that you really want to convey. And there might be, um, a little bit of a disconnect there. I'll use an example from something way back when. But I was part of a um, nonprofit that was for the arts, um, inner city kids and having after school art programs and providing that they were going through a refresh and the brand brief had fun and joyful on there because it's arts, right? Like you would think, but at the same time, it was for young professionals. So there was this We want it to be professional, but we want it to be fun. So the logo design that they kept getting back was a weird combination of the two. But really what we wanted was we wanted professional and clean and contemporary um, with a little bit of edge. So we really needed to remove the fun piece because fun wasn't the right word. Even though things can be fun and joyful, you really have to think about what those words mean and how they translate because if you're working with a designer, Those words are the only things that we have to go by (laughs) to create those visual elements. And fun has more of a childish connotation to it than it does maybe like a bright and beautiful or professional and clean contemporary. Um, So those words are are really kind of the big piece of what you need to be looking at and then kind of identify those gaps in those areas where you can maybe better align.
1: Hmm, good. This is good information. Ah, uh, we have Brandy here and she says, Can you write those three down for us? Yes, we'll get down to those three components that Sam was talking about so you guys can have those. Um recently, because this is I think this is something new both in marketing and in like personal brands, which is adding your personality, showing up as yourself stop being a little bit less curated and more authentic, even though I'm doing air (laughs) quotes for people that are not, you know, that are watching the podcast because it's still, even though I think that we are being a little bit more who we are, it's still, I think that we are curating what we are putting out there. And platforms like Instagram stories, I think that is great for this because you don't have to go and be, you know, show all that in your website you can just do it on instagram stories it's only gonna be there for 24 hours it's gonna disappear so people you need to start using any opportunity that you can to you know to showcase your brand to build your brand and you know to use platforms that allows you to expand your audience and your reach yes i don't remember where i was going with this but yes those are (laughs) my
0: two points i think you were wondering um this is me projecting again um how people infuse that authentic personality real self without overdoing it. Um, if that's where you were going correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do get that question a lot, you know, especially when I'm working with creative entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and small business owners who are building a business that is based on them. It's they're building their own brand. Um and sometimes I get the reaction of, "Oh no, I don't want to share all the personal things," and they think that that means like sharing their dirty laundry and sharing the good, bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And you kind of alluded to it earlier; it is curated, and even though it's showcasing that personality, you don't have to share every little thing. That's, yeah, that's what on. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think I wrote a blog post about this a while back. But like, when you think about what you share on Instagram. Um, I kind of have like a a couple things that I share on a regular basis. I share thoughtful, helpful, educational type content um, normally through my blog posts. I share my husband and I, but only in the sense that like we started dating when we were in college, that we were both runners, like very superficial stuff, but yet it's things that people can connect. Your house building. Yeah, my house (laughs) renovations. That's another thing that I share with people. But I don't share, especially since we're not running an HETV show, I am not sharing. all the like, you know, here's the the major mishap that we had today, you know, in our renovation, like that's just not relevant to me as a brand strategist, right? People do like seeing that we're doing this type of stuff. But like I said, this is not an HGTV show. I'm not sitting here trying to um, share all the wins and all the losses of home renovation, because there are a lot of them. <laughs>
1: It's true, I've never seen you know you having a thing that doesn't fit or something like that if you yeah. get
0: to <laughs> exactly that's not relevant to my audience. My audience does like um sorry text messages galore guys Don't worry. <laughs> um and nonetheless for my husband um so we are i'm I'm totally lost now as what I was talking so we were
1: talking about what what we were showing as personality wise yes. I always, I have this rule that I'm completely okay sharing something that I will share with a stranger on an airplane, right? A stranger on an airplane doesn't need to know anything deep about myself. We can talk about housewives. We can talk about, you know, all the TV shows that I watch. We can talk about my dog, maybe sometimes my yoga practice, and that's it. And those are things that also match my brand. My clients love. 99% 99% they're Bravo fans, so we connect there. We, they, they like some kind of activity, so yoga is something that we, connect, we can connect, and they are animal lovers. So even though I'm sharing personal stuff, those are I still things that my audience is going to relate to. Correct.
0: So that's, once again, going back to that Venn diagram of finding the things right in that center sweet spot of what are connection points that people um, – this is a perfect one for you – um, we were actually just talking about it the other day. Um, what is it called? Housewives? Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You better go with the program. I you know. Don't housewives. Know these things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the real housewives of whatever, I'm sure, any city. Um, and the other one that I think that you've done a really good job of building your brand around is um, Game of Thrones. Um, so like you have that in your emails, it's something that I know you've told me people are emailing you with like quotes straight from, you know, that show. So those are connection points that it infuses your personality. There's that commonality of like, I really enjoy reality TV. Um, and they're able to kind of start the conversation and feel like they're on the same playing field versus not knowing anything about you or vice versa. So, um, You know, it just kind of allows that connection point to help build your brand and um, have people feel a little bit more connected by the time that they go to introduce yourself.
1: I have to be honest, uh, because I run the Talk Republic, I get to follow a lot of photographers on my uh, Instagram for the Talk Republic. And sometimes, like, I follow somebody and I'm like... I go and I check and I'm like, these are gorgeous pictures. Who is this person? Like there is no highlights in the stories. There is no pictures of themselves in their feed. There is nothing that I can connect as a person, right? I'm looking at the photos and I'm like, these are absolutely lovely. Now I wanna know who this person is to see if we are gonna be a good match. And this just happened because I was looking for a photographer for my upcoming vacation. By the way, there is a whole episode about that and it's still no photographer for my vacation, but that's for another topic. (laughs) But I was looking through these websites and I was just like, there is absolutely nothing as a human being other than looking for a photographer that I am connecting with this person. I don't know if they're like dogs. I don't know if they enjoy traveling. I don't know if they like pizza, burgers, nothing. And those are basic things. Like, I don't need to know your political party. I don't need to know, I don't know what happened to you as a child. I don't need to go that deep. I just Mm want to know basic things as human beings that I could relate to. So, but the thing you know that, that I think
0: that. is really important here, um, because you don't want to just give people like a schmogus board I don't know if I even said that right of like random things about you without it being consistent. You want to make sure that you're sharing very similar things over and over again because that's what helps create that consistency. So, Carolina is known for reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as a photographer, like that's a connection point, yoga, MacArthur, her dog, those are the things that come to mind from a personal aspect um, side of her brand, outside of her being a contemporary photographer for awesome people. Um, same thing for me. Like we're sharing that, you know, I also love yoga that we do home renovations a little bit about my husband. Um, and you know, that I'm a business and, um, or excuse me, I'm marketing and writing strategist. I know what I am. Um, <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, Emily says here that she is also renovating her house and that she gets, when she shares stories about that, that she gets tons of feedback about sharing her renovation stories. Yeah. Listen, Emily, ride that wave because people love HGTV. So if you're finding that people love when you share that, uh, ride that wave. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, those are some of my most um, engaged content as well. People just really love a good before and after, um, which pin that for later about how you could use that for your business, because people like transformation. So if there's a way for you to show transformation in your business, by all means, absolutely do that. Um, But if that's something that continuously people are talking about, and you're just being able to have a conversation and connect with people, keep doing that. Um, That should be a piece of your brand that if It makes sense for you to build out, build out a little bit, um, because it's a connection point. Let's flip your headphones. Ah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
1: Awesome. Oh my
0: goodness. Okay,
1: there we go. We we went a little bit down, down the rabbit hole, just as branding is, because it is a huge topic that has so many layers. Um. But we're talking about how do we know if, if the brand is being effective. And, you know, with, you mentioned some amazing topics. Uh, but it is so important that consistency, that you have yes. consistency. I know a lot of people do one thing once and they're like, oh, I didn't get the result that I wanted. So I'm going to stop because this didn't work. You need to keep showing up. Yes. Keep showing up because when you start seeing results, especially for branding, this happens months maybe years later you just need to Mm -hmm. keep doing the work and that's exhausting yes it is tedious yes
0: but that is
1: how it is you cannot build a brand Mm -hmm. in a day correct that's
0: not how it works and it's a lot more than just building that brand and doing the exercises that I mentioned in honing in on your keywords identifying your audience it's actually that last piece of branding. It's showing up to generate that awareness. It's raising your hand to say that I do this and I can help you. Um, and that can be in a variety of different ways. It can be through YouTube content. It could be through blog. It could be through um, networking. Um, that's actually how I kind of shifted from my corporate gig into my full-time um, business. Is I was showing up every single week, or not week, excuse me, every single month at the Rising Tide Society meetings. Just That's constantly. where we met. It is where we met. It's where <laughs> it all started. Um, but I showed up every month, and I was looking for creative community. At the time, I had a blog. I was not a lifestyle blogger, but it was just a creative outlet for me to um, turn to, and I knew I wanted to do something with it, but at the time, I didn't really know what it was, and I was blogging about all the lifestyle things. Like, literally, guys, not a lifestyle blogger at all, but... <laughs> it's what I was doing. And that's why I was there. And what ended up happening was people were asking questions about marketing and branding and building a business. And I would just continuously raise my hand and be like, Hey, so this is what you should do. Raise my hand. Hey, I really think that you should do this. And I mean, like, literally, sometimes I think I I spoke probably a little bit too much because I could talk about branding and marketing and website design nonstop. But I was doing that. And right at the time that I started to question if I should be blogging about it and kind of make that shift from this really weird lifestyle stuff to more marketing and branding. Um, I, sorry, I'm carrying a little bit of an echo. No, you're good. Whoops. Now we don't see you. (laughs) Hello, you guys. All right. um, So right at the time that I started to question whether or not I should switch over to branding and marketing and kind of move into this direction without really knowing what I wanted my very first client reached out to me. I didn't even put it out there, guys, that this is what I wanted to do. But she happened to reach out to me and said, hey, can you help me build a brand and build a website? And I just felt like it was the biggest sign from the universe, from God, from whatever you believe in, that just, she showed up on my door knocking, asking exactly what I had whispered to my husband that I wanted to do. And that was because for over a year, I showed up every single month and raised my hand for that one thing. I didn't try to say I could do all the things, but I raised my hand for that one thing. So that, I think, is a really great example of how branding, um, without anything fancy, I didn't really have a website that was talking about it. I didn't have an Instagram presence where I was constantly showing up there, but in person at a networking event every single month, I showed up and I raised my hand for that. So it's as simple as that. Like You don't have to overcomplicate it.
1: I remember, those days in the rising tide society it seems like it seems like it was just yesterday but when I look at it I'm like this was like four years ago I know Um, so long (laughs) and I remember like whenever we were talking about branding or marketing even when Cyan wasn't in you know in the group somebody would be like let's ask Cyan Cyan knows about this let's you know let's invite Cyan like it was always like marketing and branding Cyan was our go-to And again, she never, she never went to any meeting saying like, I am a marketing, you know, branding strategist. She was just like, I run this beautiful lifestyle blog. So, you know, come and do this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But with all of my background experience of what I was doing in my corporate translated over and I just showed up and helped.
1: Okay. Because that's another thing you were keeping, you you kept showing up, but what you were sharing was of course, useful and knowledgeable. And it's not like I'm going to say tomorrow, like. I'm going to, to be an astronaut, and I'm just going to talk about the stars today. Like,
0: lady, no, you Okay, really <laughs> you not. know what you're talking about. Yes. So I, I was knowledgeable in it, and even though my blog at that time was not geared towards marketing and branding, um, it was just used as a creative outlet. That is what I was doing day in and day out in my, my um, corporate gig, and it's where I could actually help people. So I was building that brand and building that path for what I do today. A full year before I even attempted to take on a client and then I say um, that that first year while I was still working full-time was my validation year I as I continued working my full-time gig um, I just validated that I could actually do what I was setting out to do I gave my company the company that I worked for um, about nine months notice so <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone thinks I'm so crazy they're like nine months what heck you thinking I'm like I had to give myself a date otherwise I would have never left because I did enjoy what I was doing and I was happy and it was the safety net of all those things so um I, I put that deadline out there and I worked towards it
1: there you go that's good and if you guys have any questions uh again as I said write them down in the comments and you know we'll get to that so uh Sam um any other tips you want to share with us you know things that you think that are important to do that we kind of start doing today
0: um I think it's as simple as raising your hand for what you want to do and putting it out there um, and creating that brand awareness. And then the second piece that you've kind of already touched on, which is um, being consistent. If you're going to show up, show up consistently. If you say that you're going to do something, do it. If you say every Tuesday, I'm going live on Facebook, you better go live every Tuesday on Facebook because that's what people are expecting and you're training them. And what you're doing is you're building that trust aspect of the like, no trust factor. Um, And if people don't really know you other than online, and kind of to your point earlier, if you go to a photographer's website or Instagram and you know nothing about them, it's really hard to say like, is it someone I can trust? Because there's no connection piece, right? So building that like, no trust factor comes from infusing your personality and showing up and putting your face in front of the camera. I know that's scary. It's not always like the thing that we want to do, But I know that I saw um, major improvement in my brand and my business and on Instagram when I started to get in front of the camera. Um, Because I used to just do a bunch of like flat lay, beautiful images. And while they were really pretty, I was also known for that too. Um, (laughs) In the group, everyone wanted to know how to do a flat lay image. Um, But while that was great, The connection piece is what really started to help build my business because people could see that there was a person, a real person behind that brand, not some fake person living over, you know, across the seas who we have no idea if they're actually a male or female, like, you know, just, you need to know those things because you need to be able to connect. And if you can't, um, get that from their website, from their Instagram account, it's going to be really hard to build that trust with your clients. So show up consistently. Raise your hand, let people know what you're doing, and then build that like no trust factor by getting yourself out there and infusing you into your brand if that's part of your model.
1: Awesome. We have a question here, which is a massive question, so we're going to try to address it as best as we can. But Katie asked, tips on rebranding and shifting niche from business to consumers to and starting business to business.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so when you're going through this, yeah, thank you for keeping that up. You're yeah. shifting from B2C and going to B2B. To B. Okay, so completely different audience. Um, if you already know who some of those B2B people are, think about not only the model of that business, but is it a business where they are the owner, or is it a specific person that you're trying to talk to within that company? And if it's a specific level or person within that company that you're trying to talk to, see if there's a, a thread of that type of target audience. Um, So like when I worked at an IT company, we did B2B as well. And we were trying to talk to director level or higher. We really wanted to talk to the senior leadership team, the C-level suite and um, directors, because that's, you know, who was going to make the decisions on outsourcing IT, Um, which meant that we spent a lot of our time on LinkedIn and creating white papers and doing things like that. And I realized that that's probably not relevant to your business, but it's just a, an example of how you can really look and hone in on who that individual might be. But if it's a smaller business where it's a solopreneur, think about their wants, their fears, their desires. Um, think about where they hang out and think about where they're actually spending their time thinking about business. Um, because I could be up on Instagram all the time, but I'm really just connecting and engaging and, you know, yes, I build brand awareness there. But if I'm actually looking to educate myself, so if you're a photographer looking to learn photography education, I might be spending my time on Pinterest looking for that type of information, if that makes sense. So Pinterest is maybe somewhere that you might want to be if you're looking to target other businesses. Obviously, I don't know anything about your business, who you're talking to, any of that. So I'm just like, assuming. I'm making a lot of assumptions here, which is not always a good, good idea. But (laughs) um, those are just some things to consider. And then when you think about rebranding, obviously, you want to keep who you're talking to at the forefront, but then also think about um, what emotions you want to portray in your brand, um, when you start going into that rebrand.
1: I think that the concept might be almost kind of like the same as you're you know if you're doing business to consumer business to business unless you're moving into a platform when you start like you're working with gigantic corporations mm-hmm. and then you need to be you know to see how they work but if you are you know like let's say for me um i have my photography business and then i have the talk republic and i think that the talk republic sometimes is like business to business mm-hmm. because i am targeting other photographers absolutely but it's still kind of like the essence of my of the branding is kind of like the same as yes. if I were a business to consumer because I am targeting
0: small business owners most likely I'm targeting people that they are the brand so so I don't know all the details about the target republic um with like where your traffic is being driven from mm-hmm. and all that stuff but when I look up um at my business model Pinterest is what's bringing in continuous traffic to my website right. Instagram is a great place to engage and connect with people, but Pinterest is what's driving that traffic. So that's where I'm making sure that I'm putting that really heavy educational forward type of content out on Pinterest. So that way I have a strong Pinterest strategy to reach those people. And Instagram, I'm really just focusing on building that connection um, and engaging with them. So Katie, I hope that answered your question, Um, but I would consider those things as well as you go into a rebrand.
1: Awesome, so uh, what are you loving right now? Does't have to be
0: branding marketing or anything like that?' <laughs> loving um I'm loving the weather change <laughs> <laughs> what um, weather change what in Florida <laughs> Well, okay, South Florida girl, born and raised in I moved back down to South Florida for about three years and now back up in Jacksonville for eight months and it got cold this winter, and I'm not used to that and <laughs> I'm really excited that it's getting warmer because, I mean, it was 50 degrees this morning when I woke up, and yesterday it was a high of 61 for this South Florida girl that is cold. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm enjoying the nicer weather um, and my deck that my husband built.
1: <laughs> oh, very nice. But so it says uh, that it completely makes sense. Sorry, and this is, uh, we're like, I'm all over the map today. I'm just answering uh, your yeah. question. It says, completely makes sense personal brand photographer, small business, solo business. And then she says, thank you for your answers. Okay. Cool. So glad that we got to answer that. All right. So you're loving the deck. Your deck is fabulous. Oh, thank so you. So that's always good. <laughs> and I only know this because I've seen it in Instagram stories. So there you go. <laughs>
0: All righty. So Sam, where could people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Mainly spend my time on Instagram um, under Simply Cyan. That's Cyan just like Diane, but with an S instead of a D. So S-I-A-N-N-E. Oh, I'm just going to add all these things. in okay, yeah. Comments so people can find So me. much easier. So much easier. No one knows how to spell my name. Cyan. Yeah. You know, so you can find me on um, Instagram. I hang out there a lot. Simply cyan. You can find me on my website, simply cyan.com. Um, and then of course, you can find me on Pinterest at simply cyan, um, forward slash simply cyan, I guess would be the right way to say that.
1: And if you are looking to rebrand, if you are looking to make any changes in your business, uh, I think Cyan, I always recommend her to everybody. She has worked with friends of mine. Uh, Always her work is really, really good. So if that's something that you guys are considering, please go check out her, her work. Connect with her and just follow all the content that she sends because it is really, really good. You have a very juicy newsletter. So go on. Go on, get get on the wire (laughs) here.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, Carolina, for that. And yes, I've had um, the pleasure of working with a lot of Carolina's friends, and I'm very, very thankful for that.
1: Awesome. So, again, contact Sayan, get in touch with her, follow her on Instagram. Sayan, thank you so much for your time. I am so happy that we are friends. I am so happy that you're my accountability partner. (laughs) We need to do an episode about this because I think everybody should should have an an accountability partner. I do agree Um, And I am so happy that you uh, join us today on The Talk Republic, that you share your knowledge with all of us, for all of you that uh, join us live. Thank you so much for joining us, for being a part of the community. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for being here. Bye, guys. Thank
0: you. All right, guys. Bye. See you soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.